everybody. This is Carla Swanigan, and you are listening to the KSM Podcast. I hope that you are doing well, and I'm so excited to talk to you today for the message that God's put on my heart. We are going to be reading today about scandalous grace in the book of John, chapter 9. We're actually going to pick up um, in verse 13 of John, chapter 9. And just to give you a little background of what's going on here, This is the story about the man that was born blind. He's been blind all of his life and Jesus heals him. So um, the title in your Bibles probably reads, Jesus heals a man born blind or blind man. You know, Jesus heals the blind man. So this is the story where um, Jesus notices this blind guy um, who's been blind since birth And his disciples say to him, his followers say to him, Jesus, who caused this man's blindness? What sin caused this, his own sin or his parents? And Jesus says, neither. This this isn't about who sinned. This is about God being glorified, God being able to show you a miracle. And so this is the story where, you know, Jesus spits on the ground and makes some um, mud out of the clay on the ground, puts it on the man's eyes, tells him to go and wash. And the man comes back, and for the first time in his life, I mean, he was born blind, you guys. For the first time in his life, he can see. So we're going to pick up here in John chapter 9, verse th- verse 13 through 16. And I'm going to be reading from John Passion Translation. So the people marched him over to the separated ones to speak with them. They were concerned because the miracle Jesus performed happened on a Sabbath day, a day that no one was allowed to work. Then the separated ones asked the man, how did you have your sight restored? And the man replied, a man anointed my eyes with clay. Then I washed. Now I can see for the first time in my life. Then an argument broke out among the separated ones over the healing of the blind man on the Sabbath. Some said, This man who performed this healing is clearly not from God. He doesn't even observe the Sabbath. Others said, if Jesus is just an ordinary sinner, how could he perform a miracle like this? So, okay, so scandalous is just, let's just talk about that for a second before we start going in deep to the scripture verse. Webster's defines the word scandalous as this causing general public outrage by a perceived offense against morality or law. And that's why I've titled this podcast Scandalous Grace, because that's exactly what happened. By the grace of God, Jesus heals this man born blind. And the religious leaders of the day, the scholars, those people are outraged. It is scandalous that he would heal somebody on the Sabbath. So... Instead of them being happy and thankful and excited and in awe of this amazing miracle of this man that's been blind since birth being healed, instead they are focusing, they are, to me, they are nitpicking on the details of the law instead of on the miracle and the heart behind the miracle in the first place. And they are focusing on the fact that this healing was done for this man on the Sabbath. And I just want to point out that the studies that I have done um, in my um, commentaries and whatnot, they point out that these were not even like 
part of the commandments, these were the, considered the rabbinical laws, which are the man-made laws that, that man had made in addition to the commandments that God gave. There's just, you know, hundreds of laws that man came up with that we were supposed to try and meet and live by in addition to the commandments that God originally gave Moses. So these were called the rabbinical laws. And um, these things were only considered by man to be work on the Sabbath. It's not like God said that that was work on the Sabbath. These, these are the things that men said were work on the Sabbath. And so I just want to remind everybody that the law was there to point to the need for grace, to point to the obvious fact that we needed a savior, that we needed a Jesus because we can't leave perfectly, live perfectly. We can't live up to the expectations of the law, especially the man-made laws. The laws were meant to point to the need for Jesus and for grace. And here Jesus was right in front of these men, these religious leaders, these scholars that had studied the law their whole lives. Here was Jesus, their savior, right in front of them. And they didn't even recognize it. They didn't even recognize him. And on top of that, they're focusing on him breaking the law by working on the Sabbath on the, instead of the fact that this blind man was healed and he could see for the first time in his life. And they were, they themselves are blind to the fact that Jesus, their savior, their Messiah, they had long awaited was standing right in front of them. And because all they cared about were the rules and the laws, they couldn't even see it. They didn't even realize it. And the irony in this passage is not lost on me. I mean, here Jesus is, he heals an actually this man that was actually physically blind, he heals him. But the ones that had their physical sight, the religious leaders, the scholars, they were the ones that were really blind, right? They were the ones that needed their sight, their spiritual sight. One of the study notes from this portion of scripture that, I've, that I was studying in verses 13 through 16 says this, Traditions and superficial knowledge of the Bible can actually blind our hearts if we do not believe in Jesus above all other religious dogmas. Many of those who knew the scriptures refused to believe. In a nutshell, here's what I want to say about that. Because I think that is a really deep thing right there um, that I just read in the study notes. And here's what I want to say, you guys. As followers of Christ, as people who call themselves believers or Christians, whatever you go by, um, I just want you to know this. Reading the Bible isn't enough. Knowing the scriptures, knowing the commandments by heart, knowing all the rules isn't enough. You, my friends, we all, I'm speaking to myself too. I'm preaching to myself. We need to know Jesus. That's what we need to know Jesus in addition to those things. Those things are important. Of course, being in the word is important. You know how I feel about that. It's an absolute wonderful thing. You need it. Um, you need to know the word. Um, you guys, you need to know and try to live by the commandments. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying above all else, you need to know Jesus. All those things point to him. You need to be in an authentic, intimate relationship with Jesus. Knowing the word, hearing about the word, knowing the rules, that's not enough, you guys. Not if you're going to be a follower of Christ Jesus. Not if you're going to be a believer. 
got to be in relationship with him. We all do. I mean, here's an illustration that just came to me um, when I was writing this message, you know, about the rules and the law above knowing him. You know, let's take, for instance, I go to a bar. I end up having way too much to drink. Let's say that I get drunk. Then in realizing this, in realizing that I'm drunk and realizing that I've gone too far, I've had too much to drink, I call a girlfriend and I say, hey, Susie Joe, it's Carla. I've had way too much to drink. I shouldn't be driving. Can you come pick me up? Now, what if Susie Joe says to me, oh, you know what, Carla, I'm sorry. The Bible says don't be drunk on wine. Tells us don't get drunk on wine and you clearly are drunk, so I can't come get you. Because you've sinned, I can't come get you, so you're on your own. You guys, that is ridiculous. That is putting the stupid rules above the heart, above um, love, above common sense. And, you know, in the words of one of my favorite pregame NFL Monday night football shows, come on, man. Are you serious? I mean, that just, that's ridiculous. Let's not let the rules and laws and customs of our Christianity get in the way of us loving and caring for people. Because when we do that, you guys, we have missed the heart of the gospel entirely. We've missed what it's all about. Jesus said this, follow me. And Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 5 to be imitators of God. To walk in love as Christ loved us. So that's my word for you today, you guys, and for myself as well. Love. Be the heart of the gospel. Don't get so caught up in religion and legalism that you miss the heart of Jesus, the heart of the gospel altogether. I want to pray for us today. Father God, I pray that we would be imitators of God as beloved children, that we would walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Lord, I pray that we would receive fully the scandalous grace of the cross, that we would not be so blinded by laws and traditions that we would miss the miracles that God wants to do in us and through us and around us. God, I pray that you would have your way in our lives and let us live out and be the heart of the gospel every single day that you allow us to draw breath on this earth. We love you, Jesus. It's for your glory, Father, in the mighty and holy delivering and healing, loving name of Jesus, I pray these things. Amen. God bless you guys. Go out there and love and be loved. And be imitators of Christ Jesus. Have a great day. Have a great week. Until next time, I love you so much. I'm sending you big hugs. And I'll talk to you again soon.